Hello and welcome to another edition of the Campus Hunger Project podcast, where we examine the current issues college students are facing when it comes to food insecurity. I'm your host, Monica Sager. Today we're talking with Devin Browning, a student at the Heller School for Social Policy and Management at Brandeis University, who is the Donor Services Associate at the Greater Boston Food Bank. Welcome, Devin. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for joining us. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and why the issue of food insecurity is so important to you? So I'm originally from North Carolina. I graduated from the University of North Carolina at Asheville, and I majored in political science and international studies. I think when I first started college, I was just realizing how much, for lack of a better way to put it, there was that was bad in the world and was exposed to a lot of new things. And uh, I wanted to just do something to help. Um, So I started volunteering at my local food bank and started learning more about food insecurity. I think just realizing how difficult it was to access food. And that was just really hard for me to grasp, you know, in, in the United States where we have so much, not only food, but wealth and the disconnect there. That definitely makes sense. So then how did you get involved with the Greater Boston Food Bank? So I moved to Boston in 2018 uh, and I didn't really have a job at first. I started volunteering at the food bank here and um, I saw that they had an opening. I applied. It was actually in the development department and I've been there for about two and a half years now. Can you tell me a little bit about the role and what you do? So I'm a donor services associate. Most of what I do is gift processing. So as donations come in, I entering the gifts, acknowledging the gifts, uh, talking to donors and, you know, making sure we have uh, good information so that um, our relationship managers can make sure we are maintaining good relationships with people to continue donations. So then a little bit about the food bank itself. Why is the food bank so needed in Boston? So before the pandemic, Massachusetts actually had some of the highest food prices and and living costs in the country. And and now we're adding such high unemployment from the pandemic, which has decreased some, but it's still twice as high as it was even after the 2008 recession. And food insecurity in Massachusetts is actually projected to increase by 59% based on projections from Feeding America. In Suffolk County, where Boston is, it's projected to increase to 17.6%, which is actually quite high. Can you speak then to a little bit about the pandemic and how it's affected the food bank procedures or how many people are coming and things like that? We've seen a dramatic increase in how many people are using the food bank. We've seen about 600,000 people per month using a pantry or a soup kitchen, our, our partner agencies. That's about twice what we were seeing during this period last year from about May to October. So it's increased dramatically. We're distributing about 2.5 million pounds on average per week in comparison to about 1.3 million pounds per week in comparison to last year. As far as how it's impacted our procedures, I know we've increased cleaning and and our uh, safety measure for the, the building and our staff and volunteers and our partner agencies. All of our office employees are now remote. More than anything, though, for our our partner agencies, they've really had to adjust and be more flexible in how they're distributing to clients. Um, So, you know, pre-bagging groceries or, you know, making things as appointment only or uh, doing like drive up and and pick up 
options. So they've really had to shift to accommodate, you know, safety and, and social distancing. Then how would the food bank have worked prior to the pandemic? Were people still driving up and getting the food? Did they have more choices when it came to what food they were receiving? Still pretty much the same as far as agencies place orders with us and we do our best to fulfill those orders. So we're a large warehouse and distribution center um, and we have over 500 pantries and soup kitchens and emergency shelters across eastern Massachusetts that that we distribute to. It's pretty much the same as far as our agencies place orders with us and we do our best to fulfill those orders and I think for the most part orders are being fulfilled. So with that it's obvious that the pandemic has caused a lot more people to be using the food bank like you said. Do you think there's a reason why food insecurity has practically skyrocketed? I think it's so much due to the unemployment rate and and there are just a lot more people who are facing expected job losses and unexpected family losses and you know just new circumstances a a lot of the people that were serving never expected to be in this position so I think that plays a huge role. Do you have a favorite story or a favorite part of your job at the food bank? I don't know if I have a favorite story. I know it's really nice to work with all the staff. You know, everybody's kind of tied together by the the goal that we want to get out as much food as we can and to to have that as a common thread throughout all of our work and everything we're doing is really nice and has been really nice as something to hold on to, you know, as things have been so difficult these last few months. Do you think that the food bank though will ever go back to how it was before the pandemic? I don't know. I I think that there have been a lot of, you know, good changes in the way that we've adjusted. Um, I think it's, you know, forced us to be flexible and adaptable in a lot of ways. I, I don't know that the demand will go down anytime soon. I think there are a lot of things that we'll try to keep um, you know, maybe the the flexibility of, um, you know, having drive up hours for pantries. And I think it's advanced a lot of technological capability, not only in the development department, but with, you know, our ordering system for agencies and in the level of support that we're able to provide to agencies. So hopefully that those are things that will stick around. Do you think that that will change the role of food banks in general and how people use them? throughout the coming years then? I think the pandemic has kind of caused us to think in a very short-term way, in a very um, emergency response way. So I think from my perspective and my my work at the food bank prior, we were thinking very long-term, you know, how are we going to lower the, the rate of food insecurity in the greater Boston area and in eastern Massachusetts, but it's kind of switched to this, like, how are we going to meet this monumental demand? So I think it's hard to to imagine how it's, how it might change and how people might use it differently, especially as things are changing so quickly. The good thing is that more and more people realize how important of an issue it is and how many people it affects um, and 
I mean, it was an issue way before the pandemic, but I think now it's kind of like in the public sphere and people are paying attention. So there might be more political will to, to you know, make changes. Is there a way that you suggest that people learn more about it or get more involved? We're always looking for volunteers. You know, our volunteer procedures have definitely changed. You know, there's more safety protocols, um, but you can visit our website and, and find them out at gbfb.org. I think Massachusetts is really an exciting place to be as far as um, learning about food security. And um, there's a lot of different resources like the Massachusetts Food System Collaborative. Project Bread is also a really big organization doing a lot of good work and I think there are a lot of different ways to to get involved and that that is a a good thing. (laughs) Now along those lines with there being other organizations does that add to the health with food insecurity? Do you think it's something that there needs to be more than just a food bank for the people? Or do you think that it almost deters because there's so many different organizations trying to do the same thing? There are a lot of different, sometimes seemingly disparate efforts to, you know, coordinate food security and and address it. Um, So I really think there needs to be more of a, like a state and federal response and like it needs to be prioritized Um, by the state, especially at a state level. And I think, again, Massachusetts is kind of a leader in that, um, especially from my experience um, in North Carolina, where I think comparatively, they're also a leader in some sense. But I know recently the the governor created a food security task force and and allocated about $5 million investing in things like the Healthy Incentives Program, um, pandemic EBT, um, and trying to connect, uh, you know, Massachusetts-grown products to to businesses that need them, like food banks. That's like a good step, but it is more of a, you know, it's kind of on the back end, like addressing the emergency need and not really looking at the long-term kind of structural issues that kind of creating the problem, I would say. Um, So I think if we had more of a state investment in, you know, addressing these issues, then that would really be helpful. (laughs) And why are you saying state rather than federal? Is there a difference that you see? I think when things are kind of handed down at a federal level, it, it seems very or it can seem very disconnected from what's going on for people more at a ground level. I think it's very hard to create laws for people all across the country that are going to match all the different situations. Um, You know, states have different economies, states have different, are growing different products, have different minimum wages. There are probably pros and cons to each approach. In my experience, I've seen that maybe a, a state Senate approach could be more beneficial. Do you ever see a difference in what's needed in Massachusetts than what's needed in North Carolina? In Massachusetts, I think there has been so much investment. Um, There has been so much that has been done. You know, there's a Massachusetts Local Food Action Plan, which um, takes a comprehensive look at farming, distribution, processing, 
marketing and food security and health and, and employment, it tries to take a look at all of these things and figure out what improvements can be made across the board or in like each different sector. So that, that effort has already been made. I think it's more about, you know, the follow through and the accountability with that. Um, I think in North Carolina, there's been attempts at that, but they haven't been quite as centralized. Having that kind of centralized uh, look has been beneficial um, in Massachusetts and, and other states could benefit from that. So I think that leads me then to my last question for you, Devin. Is there anything else you'd like to add about food security, the food bank in general, your own opinion with the general laws and everything surrounding this that you'd like to leave with our audience? Maybe more in a broad sense. Uh, I think when I first got involved with the food bank, I had this overwhelming feeling of, oh, it's such a big problem. How do I, how do I help? How do I make a difference? Um, and it was really just volunteering and you know taking the time to learn more about it. Um, and it, there's a lot that you can do. And you don't necessarily have to you know go and make it your life. Um, but I think you know it, it's more about the little things and kind of just learning more about it and becoming more aware. Awesome. I definitely agree. And thank you so much, Devin, for joining us today. I greatly appreciate you talking about your role at the Food Bank, what you've been doing to help during the pandemic, and how that much that impact has made for the people in Boston. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today. I'm Monica Sager. See you next week for our next episode of the Campus Hunger Project Podcast.